Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Epic Phelan. Today we have with us Nikki Brule from Yummy Yogi's Food Truck. Nikki, why don't you tell me all about yourself and specifically how you got started in having a food truck? Exactly. Yes. Hello, Ryan and everyone. Thank you for having me. It's our pleasure. It's our Ah. pleasure. (laughs) Well, I love food. That is by far my biggest passion. The way that we connect through food, the way that food brings us together, nourishes us, like the delicious taste and fun we can have with food and all of the variety. And yeah, definitely my biggest passion. So the Yummy Yogi's food truck has been around for, well, it will be going on seven years. Wow, that long for the food truck? That long. Yeah. So 2013 was the birth of the business. And so we had our first event September of 2013. And I started off with a couple of girlfriends. One I had met through yoga teacher training and another was a holistic nutritionist. And we always got excited about healthy food, green smoothies, talking about yoga. And one of the ladies one day had asked me, because I had worked in restaurants forever, she asked me, did I want to start a restaurant? vegan, like really healthy food. And so I gave that some thought and I had just had a baby as well. So I felt like being in a restaurant all the time, every day would be too much work. So Lisa suggested the idea for a food truck and we could make our own hours. And, you know, we would go (laughs) to these events and people would be lined up in the streets I laugh. I just have to laugh at like every entrepreneur is like, oh yeah, and I can make my own hours. (laughs) And that's, yeah, (laughs) that's funny. So (laughs) none of us had business experience. We thought that it was going to be just as simple as showing up somewhere and, you know, the people would be waiting, which turned out not to be the case. However, it didn't take us long to make a business plan and you know, gather the funds. Everything came together really easily. Everything, like people that we needed help from kind of showed up. So it felt very much in alignment to what we should be doing. So it was six months after the time we started talking about it that we were out. The truck was built, everything was ready, and we were out at our first event in September. Yeah, September 2013. So I am going to ask you actually, so the barrier to entry, and I know a lot of people look at starting up a food truck because it's, it's very trendy now. That's why I was surprised for, for seven years. That's, it seems like it's only been a few years that they've been a real thing. Yeah. But that whole barrier to entry and getting set up with a food truck, what does that all entail and how much are you looking at to get started? We built a truck from scratch that was an old FedEx truck and we didn't put in cooking equipment. So we were going to do all raw like smoothies, juices and salads. So it didn't have the hood fan in there, like nor a flat top or a deep fryer. So 
we spent about 50,000 on the build of the truck. So that was like the shell. It had a couple of expensive kind of Vitamixes that were included in that. And then the vinyl wrap on the outside, which was super, I think maybe that was 5,000 in total. So we had that. And then there were all of the licenses, websites, like other equipment was probably another 25,000. Wow. So like a significant amount, but not obviously as deep as going into like a bricks and mortar. Absolutely. Yeah. Which now with the current kind of climate of restaurants, I'm very grateful to be not in a position where I'm paying a big amount of overhead on a a space. So yeah, that's the truck where it gave five really great, super fun seasons of touring kind of like central and southern Alberta and parts of BC, we would do music festivals and weddings and all kind of street fairs and little bit of downtown like street service. So fun and also so much work. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> <laughs> I learned so much, like the hard way, I think, as well. So the other two partners that I had split off the last one in January of 2018. Then I did one full season of that of 2018 with the truck and tons of events, like biggest revenue year that we ever had. People loved the food and loved the vibe of it all. And it was at the end of that year, that season that I decided to close the food truck. Close the food truck. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) I still have it. Like I've done a few events with it for film catering over the last year. Oh yeah, that's really smart, yeah. But yeah, like there are so many variables, especially in Calgary with our inclement weather. Yes. People don't as much go out in the rain to stand in line to eat food. Mm-hmm. Drawbacks, I think definitely around the truck were the weather kind of inconsistency and always moving, which, was keeping it fresh and interesting, but also not everyone knew where to always find us. Yes. Yeah. So that's food truck life in Calgary, I think. Food truck 101. Food truck 101. <laughs> what are you doing now? Now that, so you said you're, you've moved away from the food truck. Moved away from the truck. So the same year that I closed the truck, I also had built a commercial kitchen and used it for that one summer to do prep for. And then that kind of sat for some time. I would do a little bit of catering here and there. And then when COVID came, I was like, maybe like many of us out there, eating a lot, drinking a lot, (laughs) in isolation. My daughter's seven now, so she was home with me half the time and half the time with her dad. So when she was gone, I was just home by myself. And, you know, it's kind of like a drink wine and watch movies situation some of those days. So after about six weeks, I guess mid-April, I really noticed a decline in my physical, emotional, and mental health. As a lot of people have. That's, yeah, it's been huge. 
and it's hard. And I think that's so many of us, we turn to like food or substances that give us comfort or convenience. And, you know, that a little bit of, we can play in that realm of escapism with some of that. And that's, that's been true of me for a long time, kind of in different stages of my life. And now that I'm a mom, I see it kind of come up the most around food. And, you know, I still eat fairly clean, but I would be eating, you know, a lot of energy balls or a lot of raw chocolate, which still have a lot of sugar, (laughs) you know, it's not the refined sugar. And same with the alcohol, like I found myself kind of on a bit of a slippery slope and alcoholism runs in my family. And I've definitely lived in that kind of area in my 20s. And so I got to this point mid May and really like had a mental break. Hadn't seen friends in a really long time as well. You know, we're doing the isolation thing before we knew really what was going on. So I came to this point and I realized like something needs to change. I'm the only one who can make this change for myself. Like, what am I going to do? And like wellness has been really an important theme in my life for a long time. The food truck always offered, you know, gluten-free, like mostly organic, super local veggies, like smoothies and like hearty bowls and salads and that kind of thing. And I also was very much into cleansing and doing like a detox program, you know, kind of once a year, I would do that. But I hadn't for a couple of years. But I knew that that is a place that really helps me get into balance. So I decided I was going to do a cleanse. So I felt really excited about it. I kind of mapped out what I would do for myself. And I had a one close friend of mine who was interested as well. So I let her know, like, I'll make the meals and we can do this. We'll do it for three weeks because 21 days. That's the magic number. Yeah proven to be the time it takes to kind of like build in a new habit. So I started talking about this on my Instagram, mostly in my stories, just kind of sharing. I like to be quite vulnerable on there, you know, sharing experience of what I'm going through. And there were a bunch of people who wanted to do it as well. So I thought, okay, I could offer this to a small group, see how it goes. So we did that. There were, I think, eight of us in the first group, three weeks, super clean, gave up like sugar, gluten, dairy, alcohol, tons of vegetables, good clean protein, like still sugar-free treats and that kind of thing. And so we finished after three weeks and the results were so great. Everyone felt amazing, like really increased vibrancy, like energy wise, and also digestion. Everyone had this kind of like glow to them. And so after that first round and the results came in and they were so good, I decided to do a second kind of pilot program. So I called it Grow the Glow Detox. Grow the Glow. Grow the Glow Detox. Offered it just kind of on sale in a way through my Instagram. 
and there were 15 people the second time around. So we completed that in the end of, or like mid July. And same thing, results were amazing. Everyone was so pleased, kind of like integrating those healthier eating pieces like into more of a sustainable thing as well. And the next one's coming up in September. Oh, that's awesome. September when? The next one's coming up September 17th. That is awesome. So that's kind of the new thing. So pretty wild because I feel like, you know, there have been so many challenges with the craziness of 2020, but really that first program that I did for myself, like really allowed me a lot of clarity, like mentally and like spiritually as well. And kind of kicking those habits that really we get into habitually as is a habit, but that really can kind of keep us stuck and weigh us down. And for me, it was definitely about, you know, the ways that I would emotionally eat and turn to those kind of addictive food substances that really keep you in that cycle of not feeling the best. No, not at all. Yeah. I just recently, I used to be big into fitness and my listeners will probably hear me say this over and over again and (laughs) they'll get sick of it, but I'm saying it anyway, you're going to hear it again. (laughs) I uh, just recently, almost in the last two weeks have made some major changes, started eating very clean, making all my own food at home and doing my 10,000 steps at the beginning of the day before I even get my day started. It's sort of like I've called it my non-negotiable where I just, you know, I'm going to get this done. And then that way, anything else that I do for the rest of the day is a bonus. My doctor kind of gave me a bit of a finger wag as in there for stepped on something and hurt my foot. (laughs) And then he was like, yeah, okay, you got to make a change. And I said, okay, yeah, I'm on it. And uh, yeah, within that two weeks, 15 pounds, it was like probably 15 to 20 pounds. Like it was a good pound a day anyway. In two weeks. Yeah. Blood pressure went from 160 over 80 to 130 over 80. Wow. Which is just, and he's like, cause he was thinking medications. He was going to like set me up with medications and all this stuff. And I was like, coming from like being a fit person 10 years ago <laughs> to, you know, being overweight, higher blood pressure. I was like, I was like, I don't want to be that pills guy. I'm not the, saying anything about people that are on pills, but if I can avoid it, I think that's the best way to do it. Have a lifestyle change. Yeah. I was shocked at how much of a change there was. And I even had cheat days in there. It wasn't like it was totally restrictive or anything like that. But um, it was such a it was such a positive experience. Good for you. That is amazing. Because, you know, sometimes just making those changes is so overwhelming and challenging that it's easier to take the pills. And I share that same sentiment as you. Different things work for different people. And I know, like, we're so lucky to have Western medicine and and some alternative medicine and eastern medicine yeah yes and there are other ways like that 
the white ironed jacket doesn't have to be the one who <laughs> tells you how to get healthy. Like we can take these little steps. Absolutely. And they add up, right? Like your 10,000 steps in the morning, getting that done first thing, like, and how that adds up over time, those like minor shifts over time lead to the biggest change. You'll notice the results. Something I always tell people, and this comes to, because this is a lot of business that we talk about in our podcast and lifestyle and whatnot. And it was a while ago that I kind of, and it's, it's going to sound cheesy and cliche, but I always said that success can't be defined as like one singular moment, right? It's sure you get the person that wins a lottery and yeah, that person's lucky, whatever. But success is like a series of almost like minutia. It's like it's small, small tasks that are seemingly irrelevant, right? That are all combined kind of create this, you know, getting you to where you want to be, right? So whether it's just taking the 10,000 steps a day and saying, okay, you know, I'm filling up gas. I'm not going to get a pop with that. I'm going to, right? <laughs> like it's just the, just the, every little choice is just is cumulative and will, will have such a huge result at the end of the day. That's so true. Yeah. I like to park my car, you know, if I'm going to a store, I'll park on the far side of the lot, walk that extra little bit. Or, you know, drink an extra glass of water in the day. Like, you're right. All yeah. those tiny little changes add up to be, you know, just the, in the moment, mm -hmm. making the best choice you can. And then also kind of checking in with yourself because we make those choices very habitually. They're ingrained subconsciously. And unless you're aware and setting the intention that you want the highest good for yourself, it's so easy to just do the thing that you always do. And that's the thing. And it's like you hear, you know, if we were back on the health and eating thing, you know, you hear that it's expensive and it's this and that. And when you really break it down, um, I kind of did some quick math in my head. It's really not that much more expensive. And actually, I think it might even be it's quite a bit cheaper than if you're eating out at fast food two, three times a day. Yes. It's just, it's the prep, right? And you just gotta, you gotta get around that idea in your head and the prep. So speaking of that, when we're talking about prep, so grow the glow, the detox, is it recipes or is it actual meals? Right. So now it will be both, but up until now it has been the actual meals. So the physical meals made for you three meals a day, a snack and a herbal elixir mix, which is like kind of the cleansing piece and body support piece. Like it's all body support, but yeah. So three meals a day, pickups happen every three days at the kitchen, which I spoke of earlier, which is just west in Calgary of Marta Loop. So kind of like central Southwest. And yeah, it's all the food that you need for the three weeks, which you can also add in as many extra vegetables as you want. Those are like, if you wanna just snack on more veggies, that's yeah. an open kind of thing. However, 
what I have found is that there are a lot of non-local people who are interested in doing the program. And I've had several men in the program, but it's so far mostly women who are interested for the online piece of it, because it seems like the moms are most often in my little sphere cooking meals for the family and they don't want to have their own food delivered to them and then also be making a meal for their family. So what I'm creating now and will be available in a few weeks is Grow the Glow Digital and it will be all of the recipes, a meal, like a prep plan as well as shopping list and then video tutorials of me that making the item. super cool. Yeah. And then so people can follow, there's like a Facebook group and like emotional kind of support through yeah. that for the people who are at home doing it on their own. So super fun. And then that will be sold as like a little package course. But I'm also going to take a bunch of those videos that I film for that and put them onto YouTube just totally as freebies so people can just have that content available for someone who doesn't necessarily want to commit to a whole thing, but can still have those recipes and the how-to, like the video how-to given to them. And that's really cool. And it's all about like giving back. That's a very positive thing that you're doing to give people health. That's something that you can't buy. That in time, well, health, I mean, if you're putting money into your health, you're buying yourself time, I guess, too, right? So Yeah, well, very good point. Very good point. So that's yeah. that's awesome. So from food truck, that's a big change. It is a big change. Definitely my favorite part of being out on the truck was like connecting with people around the food who were so excited about eating the really healthy option where they're often weren't any other options. So lots like love that connection and people just really enjoying like being nourished. And I feel like I'm just made to be such a nourisher. And like, I've always known that about myself. My mother, very amazing cook, always invited, you know, the random guy that lived alone down the street for dinner or really like very caretaker kind of energy like that has been an imprint kind of of mine. And I love just taking care of people and, you know, making food with love. And I haven't always been in great health, like in high school, in my early twenties, I was quite overweight and I struggled with that a lot and, you know, different eating disorder kind of energies. And yeah, like I feel now such in a place of kind of balance that I want everyone to feel that way. Because I know what it feels like to feel, can I say shit? No, oh, yeah, I feel like, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we can swear. <laughs> we can totally swear on this podcast. Fucking shit. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we don't have to live there, but it's so hard when you are. That for me, the program works really well because it sets the intention in the beginning. And I know I'm cutting out these certain foods and then it really helps me to say like accountable to my intention. And when there are other people involved too, like that's what I've been loving about the groups. Like people are so excited to connect together and, you know, they know that I've gone through the program. So they feel 
that support and yeah like I want to do the YouTube thing the videos have been for me three years probably like really percolating and like you know sometimes it takes a while to go from an idea to an actual physical thing maybe you know that about your podcast I totally do like with with real estate I've put out a a ton of videos especially for one of my offices that I was promoting and a bit of a brand ambassador for but one of the hardest things is actually getting the the guts to to get up there in front of the camera I mean I have this camera right now that's like really making my face red (laughs) but I don't know what it is but it's that Irish skin and taking these walks you get a bit of sun and it's like (laughs) but really it's yeah getting the the guts to get up in there in front of camera and realizing that if you're putting something out there that's content that's really good, you're going to stumble on a word maybe, or you might screw up a little bit, but this is all part of the process and it's fun, right? And people want somebody that's human. So talking to other colleagues of mine and other people that have wanted to start up podcasts or, or do video, I've always said to them, like, rather than going highly polished, because that can be a miss, right? You're definitely not going to be, you know, have effects like the Avengers and you're not going to be a a blockbuster kind of hit. So almost having a little bit more of a raw feel to your content can be advantageous and more watchable and makes you more identifiable with your audience. Right. And like that piece of relating as well. Yeah. 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 Relatable. Yeah. I'm so glad you said that because that gives me more confidence to do. Because I think for, you know, YouTube, I'll just do, use my iPhone. There's nothing wrong with that. And that's, I mean, and again, like we talk about barrier to entry, it's very low, right? And and you could always start off small and, and grow it. And if you wanted to maybe get some better lighting, get some better sound, I think sound is huge. You know, a lot of people will throw on YouTube and then just listen to it. But there was a colleague of mine a while ago that was doing a lot of videos at the same time I was. And he always said, you know, my crappy or my shitty video is better than your no video, right? When it comes to competition, right? So. Totally. Yeah. That's right. You're right. Like getting the guts to just put it out there. Yeah. And because of course, there will be those people who criticize you. And that's, and the, hey, and sometimes they could be your best asset, right? If you if you handle the criticism well, and remain positive, that can be a positive spin on it, right? You're right. Like feedback, feedback, is always- feedback is always good. And you know, somebody might come to your defense, right? And it's <laughs> like, right? And you can you have your tribe or your community, which is something else that I really like about what you're doing is it's it's a community and it's more than even just being a support group. Cause that kind of suggests diet and these fad things like weight watchers that you'll go off of. And I mean, this is more of, I see what you're doing is a lifestyle change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a couple of questions I have about this too, about grow the glow vegan or vegetarian vegan option. Okay. Omnivore option. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, so no dairy. Okay. No dairy. 
and yeah, vegan or meat options. So I wanted to keep it really approachable for someone who doesn't want to eat vegan and is into their meat. So it's all organic and ethically raised meat from farms that I know locally. But yeah, I did want to keep it very approachable for people who want to make the change, but, you know, cutting out meat would be too much for them. Yep. It's not in every meal that we have meat, but like it's mostly chicken, turkey, and a little bit of beef. I've done fish a couple of times in the last one. And people really like that because, you know, I do think based on activity level and body type that animal protein is better for some people. And, you know, there are, of course, the other camp of non-animal protein. I've been vegan. I've been vegetarian. I eat meat now. So I support both. And it's been interesting so far, kind of half and half. It's been about half meat eaters and half vegan so mm, yeah that's that's super cool too yeah so the name yummy yogi so is that uh, derived from yoga yeah so it was funny in the beginning that my former two partners and i we didn't have a name we didn't know what to call the food truck and you know we were throwing all kinds of different things around soulful soulful was one i remember oh yeah we felt like we couldn't say it very well and it was funny we actually i remember the moment we were walking the three of us downtown in mission and the holistic nutritionist megan we were walking and we were all just kind of like spitting names out there and yummy was in the mix and then you know yoga we all were yogis and megan said yummy yogis and i was like yeah I don't think that's the name, but we kept, <laughs> we kept, you know, walking. So we kept coming back to that one and it just was the one that stuck. Yeah. So it's funny because people ask often when we were out in the truck, like what is a yogi? So it would be that kind of explanation around like a conscious way of eating and like food that is healthy. That's incredible. Because a yogi, of course, as yoga but i think kind of those philosophies tie together yeah the, the yoga philosophy and just being healthy and somebody that's you know kind of conscious and yeah yeah like the yummy is with an i and the yogi's with an i so it's kind of cute you know and then so yy is of course my abbreviation for oh okay the, the yy yeah yeah just, you know, in emails and that kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah, yummy yogis. And then I think it fits, you know, it kind of like can continue to grow as that brand of, because in the beginning as well, like we had this grand vision of doing a lot more with the business than just the truck. And so kind of my longer term, bigger vision is to have a retreat center and a, an eco spa where people can come and, you know, partake in the cleanse program and they get spa treatments and we grow all a lot of the food and it's on some beautiful land. So yeah, like it feels like that name can kind of grow into the vision. 
Absolutely. And, and, and keeping that. So it would be, if somebody's looking you up right now, would they look under Yummy Yogis or would they look under Grow the Glow? Yeah. So the website is yummyyogis.com, Y-U-M-M-I-Y-O-G-I-S.com. We just kind of did a rebrand. I'm working with this amazing branding specialist and she is making some changes currently, but a lot of the new info is up there about the cleanse and on Instagram and Facebook, we are Yummy Yogis. YouTube will be under Nikki Brulee, but the link will be on the website to that platform. Nice. Well. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's amazing. That is that's so super yeah. cool. That's yeah, it's totally fun. And even even the history of it's really fun. I have a family member that's super interested in food truck lifestyle and he's a bit of a cook or a chef, you know. <laughs> but he's he's looking at like getting into something like that and I'm like, well, you know, it might be the barrier to entry might be a little bit bigger, so it's good to even hear hear that. But it's very interesting. And I think now there seem to be quite a few trucks that are for sale in Calgary. I think probably other cities as well. Um, so it might not be that, you know? Do it as a passion project if, if you really want to do it. But it's, it's, I mean, there's always a spin in this. I don't want to say that there's anything, any bad ideas to get into or anything like that. But it's more of a challenge than what people might think. I would say so. That being said, for us financially, the numbers were never like amazing. That's for sure. But we also were using like really high quality ingredients and whole foods that had kind of a short shelf life. Some of the other trucks that do, you know, those foods that are maybe more processed or frozen seem to do quite well. And I think it's a great option for a restaurant right now if they had a food truck as a supplemental income or you know kind of diversify your brand and and just kind of get things out there and you can have some tapas and and different things that will draw people to your physical location or have them interested in your physical location once things open up more i know that they're basically 50 percent capacity or whatever now but i've been out a few times and the places i've been to have been busy so yeah, same. I've been out a couple of times only to restaurants, but yeah, also busy. So it could be, you know, like a kind of shifting climate for the food truck world, which would be cool because I think obviously so many businesses have been hard hit with all of these new regulations and everything. So absolutely. Is there going to be pricing on your website if I was to go to it today or? Yeah, it's on there. So the program for the three week meals made is at thirteen thirty three, and then the digital I don't have on the site yet, nor the pricing. I think it'll be around two hundred dollars or something like that. Okay, which is actually really good because I do have. I'm always checking my analytics for the Epic Phelan podcast, and it's really interesting to me how many downloads and and listens that I'm getting throughout the world. So where Australia, Italy, the United States got a good percentage of, of views out of Italy, this great Ireland, Germany, 
Yeah, it's 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 pretty good. So so I think this would be really good to get out to people. Yeah, yeah, check it out. And that's kind of my goal is to definitely be offering a lot of recipes and kind of going a little more toward the content side than I have been. So yeah, and I love connecting with people too. So there's a little, you know, contact us button on the website as well. So if anyone has questions or yeah, like Instagram again, I'm always putting kind of funny, silly stories about food, but and life, you know, yeah, yep. lifestyle kind of things up on there. Nice. That's super cool. I think that just about wraps everything up. We'll have to have you back on to hear more of your adventure and see how you're doing with Grow the Glow and Yummy Yogis. And until next time, Nikki, stay epic. Thanks again for listening to Epic Phelan. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe. Give me a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at RealRyanPhelan. And visit my website at thecalgaryrealestateguy.com. Until next time, stay epic.